Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. I'm David. I'm Kim. (laughs) And we are here to talk about permission and how that relates to relationships. Relationships to me are everything. Absolutely every experience in your life happens within some sort of relationship. I'm convinced that every person, everything that you own or know, you've got a relationship with that thing and you need to put into that relationship what you want to get out of it and or another way I've said it is what that relationship is worth to you. I agree. And I will just for clarity's sake, go ahead and say, we don't think you should own people. (laughs) Well, that's pretty important. Let's go out on a limb and say that we here at Permission to Win don't believe in owning other people. So that's we'll go on record with that. (laughs) There's that. I love it. I I agree with you though, David. I agree that, you know, relationships with ourselves matter. Relationships with other people matter. And we don't do anything without some sort of relationship involvement. The direction that I've gone and I've talked with people over this idea for, for years is, and I'm, I'm not the one to be talking to people about this. I just have experiences and thoughts and ideas, but If you have a relationship with your spouse or your significant other, there's a lot of effort that goes into that. I'm when it comes to marriage or permanent relationships, I I don't buy into 50 50 in those relationships. That to me is a joke. I buy into 110% and 110%. Otherwise, Somebody is getting the short end of the, of the stick. People think that there are these fairy tale relationships and those fairy tale relationships basically end up being selfish. I totally agree. I do. I totally agree because when you go into a relationship and you look at it as a fairy tale relationship, then you have to constantly be looking for someone and you can't be satisfied with who you're with. Because if you're looking for a fairy tale relationship, you're going to find out that person is human. And then you're going to have to trade them in on someone that's a fairy tale again. And then when they are found out to be human, then you have to do it again. So I feel like that is so on point and so true. Infatuation is where the fantasy lives. You know, when, when you first meet that person, you don't know their failings, you don't know their foibles. And I'm going to spin this back over to the, the broader subject of all, rela- all, all things are relationships. Let's talk about your car. Let's talk about your refrigerator. Whatever it is that you want, you know, you, you bought this car and daggum, it was the best thing you could, well, the best thing you could afford at least. 
uh, but it may have been the best thing ever. But if you don't maintain the relationship at the lowest level, if you don't put gas in it, at the highest level, if you don't put oil in it and make sure it's got oil and can stay running, it will fail you. It will give up on you just like the humans will. Great point. I think whenever you're talking about that kind of relationship, we can translate that to that permission again, though. Permission is the thing that happens before the action. We can give ourselves permission to be in that relationship. And that permission is required so that we will be all in in that relationship and not just dabbling. I think that that's something too, you know, I agree with you. I want the bug spray, you know, in, in the sprayer. That's one of the things I want in the car. I want to be able to clean the windshield as soon as, you know, one of the little fancy bugs here in Texas decides to <laughs> spill his guts on my window. I, I want the bug spray. That doesn't sound very sexy when you talk about it, but think about the relationships with people in the same way. It's not sexy when you trip and stub your toe because, you know, somebody left their shoes in the way or whatever it is that is annoying to you. The reward of having that human in your life is worth the effort of the maintenance of the things that you have to do to continue that relationship. To me, the only risk that's worth anything inside of a consensual loving relationship is the risk to be hurt and that's that vulnerability permission you have to give yourself permission to be vulnerable you have to give yourself permission to be wrong you have to give yourself permission to put the effort in to make them feel they're part of a valuable relationship again i, I i'm i'm not candy canes and roses when it comes to to relationships, I'm a little bit more logical. My my wife of 30 plus years wishes that I was a little more candy canes and <laughs> things like that. But I I bring flowers. I try to make her feel special. And I probably don't show it as much as I should or could. But she's, I don't know, I guess she's given me permission to not be perfect. <laughs> That's great permission, though. <laughs> You know, my husband and I found each other later in life. And one of the things that I appreciate so much about him is in the very beginning, I would give him my list of things, reasons for him not being, you know, not picking me. I would give him reasons because I felt like if I give you all this up front, then we can just get that all out of the way. You know, I'm human, you know, all the bad, you know, all the good, the bad and the ugly. And I would say something to him about, well, this is something that, you know, I do and I, I haven't been able to break that habit or whatever. And he'd say, so? And I have always appreciated the fact that he didn't back up from me because, you know, people talk about being like a storm. I am a tornado. Like I can be way too much for a lot of people. And he never backs up from that. So I feel like that's another example of he gave himself permission to walk into a tornado. And, you know, the reward is, is I love him to my middle 
but I am a lot. I'm a lot to take and having that permission to be myself, having the permission to not like everything about each other, having the permission to allow the other person the space to be different. I think all of those are really important in a relationship. When I find out that someone has gotten engaged or their wedding is coming up or I'm there to video their wedding or something like that, the one piece of advice I've, I've thrown out besides 110, 110 is spend more time on your marriage than you do the wedding. Because <laughs> I'm a curmudgeon old guy, not that romantic as far as the big event and things like that. I like to, I like to surprise and do those things, but, but you know, the big wedding, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> but all that time and effort and, and, and I think we see that in the, I learned this about the millennial generation more so than my generation, Gen X, but that the, the ask was almost bigger than the event. And so the big prom surprise or the big, all those things, I watched my kids go through that. And I just think, you know, you've got to be in the moment during the actual event and for the long haul, especially again, in relationships, that's, that's my thoughts about what I would call committed emotional relationships. Let's talk about business and just interacting with, you know, those other humans. Because there's a few other humans besides just us, right? There's lots of other humans. <laughs> I I think one of the things about business is when you when you start a business, making sure what kind of business you want is really important. Some businesses are transactional. They have a product, they throw it out there, and you don't really get to know the owner. But then there are other businesses who are, I think, probably more entrepreneurial, that those relationships really matter. We have a relational business. And when we talk about our business, I'm not interested in the transactions as much as I'm interested in the relationships. So giving myself permission to do business different is also part of giving myself permission to have business relationships. I know we're throwing around the word permission a lot. And part of that is because everywhere I hear conversations, people are talking about permission for this and permission for that. But when you're talking about a relationship, really does require, like you said earlier about the vulnerability, we have to give ourselves permission and allow people to be able to hurt us. It, it is an allowance of an exposure. It's an allowance of, you know, I, I know you're human and I think you're going to hurt my feelings at some point. And I think I'm probably going to hurt your feelings at some point. But can we survive it? Can we get past that? Can we do business together as humans instead of just products? Can we do it? on a different level. And that's the kind of business I love. I made this comment, I think in a room, a clubhouse room a while back, but with my relationship, let's talk about restaurants. 
which I have a lot of relationships with restaurants, <laughs> with with McDonald's or something similar, my permission to them is, you know, sometimes they want to do it your way, but I want to do it the same way. When I go to a McDonald's, I expect those awesome McDonald's fries every time. The creativity of the person behind the counter and behind and in the kitchen is not what I'm there for. But that creativity, if I go to say a PF Chang's or something like that, when you can literally ask the waiter for, these are the ingredients I would love to have in a dish and they'll put it together and it will be awesome. That's the kind of thing that, that, you know, you're, you're looking for, for, for that. Sometimes those relationships play out that way that you're looking for the consistency in one person, but you're looking for the creativity in another. And I think you can have both in the same person. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that we kind of get, I feel like we kind of get twisted. We get twisted on, we need a, you know, a lot of people in our life and a lot of people. So that way we're popular or, you know, we're, we're something that has to do with our ego, by the way, (laughs) you know, we're something big time, but the truth is, I feel like you're, your value comes from the relationships you go deep with. Like I know a lot of people, but I feel like the ones that I know well and know me well, those are the ones that are the most vulnerable, the most rewarding, like all of the things you get all the good and the bad with those kind of relationships and knowing up front. I, I like your analogy of the restaurants because knowing up front this is just going to be a consistent relationship in business, or this one is going to be a really special one because it's going to be this and that thrown together to make something else. Like, I feel like not defining it because I don't think you have to define things like that, but allowing it again, giving yourself permission to not know the answer in the relationship, not know how it's going to go but being willing, being willing to go in a relationship. I think the vulnerability, maybe this is the exact same thing. Maybe it's completely different, but the, the being willing to be surprised, you never know when a company that you have done business with for a long time will just totally surprise you and come up with something new, a new service or a a, a new level of customer support, or, you know, you, Again, you have a relationship with your with the airline that you like to fly. Whether you think about it or not, you have that relationship because you're comfortable with it, you're familiar with it, you have enough experience with it. Now, you know, you and Southwest aren't going to hold hands and walk down the street together, but you ha- you have come to a level of expectation and they give you permission to get on their plane, eat their food, you know, be nice to their staff, <laughs> that gummit, and we agree to comply while we're inside the tube, flying around at forty thousand feet. So again, that's a back and forth relationship, and and when they wow you with extra drink tickets or extra whatever, I mean that that's just a bonus portion of that relationship. Well, and I think there's a difference in being familiar and being adventurous Mm -hmm. and being committed and being consistent. 
Like, I think all of those words have a different look and feel about them in a relationship. You know, giving yourself permission to explore different adventures is going to take a different kind of commitment than to be okay with just the familiar. You know, I, I do think that those are some of the things that when you're talking about permission in a relationship, those are some of the things that come up for me anyway. They, they come to my mind of, am I willing to stay consistently familiar and not have any adventure? Am I willing to be super adventurous and have no security or consistency? And I think that's part of discovering you know, the humanness between all of us, but also the really, honestly, the relationship we want to have. We may not be able to have all the relationships we want to. We may have people that are not the ones that we can have those kind of relationships with, but we also can be aware of that. I am 110% to, to, to harp on that number again. I am 110% committed to the idea that, and I'm going to talk about marriages specifically, but it can apply across the board to some degree, but marriages specifically, marriages are not based on love. I'm going to throw that out there. Oh, it's going to get spicy. (laughs) Info at your, your, what? (laughs) hold on info at your permission to win.com. If you think differently, I'm open to it. I give you permission to be wrong. I mean, wait, I permission, permission to not agree. How about if I give them permission to be spicy? Go ahead Please and send do. all that to David. <laughs> My inbox will explode. This is again, the old curmudgeon guy, but it's marriages are not based on love. Marriages are based on commitment, 100% commitment. The byproduct of that commitment is love and all the emotions that come with that. Because there are days when your car won't start. There are days when you run out of gas because you forgot to do one little thing. There are days when you get a flat tire for no other reason than you were just driving down the road and you hit the wrong thing. And I'm using a car as an analogy to the marriage, but there's those days that you don't like your car. There's those days that you don't love your car, but you are committed to that car. And there are days that you are committed to the relationship, no matter how you in the moment feel about the other person. That's where I think that we see the, the divorce rate. Now, granted, there are situations where divorce is a real thing, and, it's, and, and I totally understand it. But I really do think that, that commitment to the relationship, whatever relationship level it is, you give that commitment the value that that relationship deserves and needs. And I'll stop there and let you rebut that. I'm going to bring some spicy. (laughs) I really think it's the opposite. I think that love is what causes you to be committed and stay committed. 
it's not the feeling. It's not the infatuation. It's not the honeymoony stuff right up front. It's the love of another person that creates that commitment. It's the love of making sure that you are really committed to them. You know, I have a rule and everyone who's ever been on Clubhouse in the not creepy room knows that my rule is you have to love me, but you don't have to like me. When I give hard feedback, that's part of the rule. You don't have to love, you don't have to like me. I think we do go phases in our life with all of our relationships where we don't like somebody sometimes, or we don't like them as much. And when the honeymoony stuff starts to fade, and yes, I know honeymoon is the proper word, but you know, I have my own language, <laughs> but honeymoony is an, an important thing to continue to, you know, create or put out there for each other long-term for you over 30 years. Like that's a long time to be creating honeymoony experiences. But I think that's part of our commitment. Even when we don't necessarily like someone that day, it's the love of them that causes the commitment because I don't want anyone to be committed to me out of duty. I want it to be committed out of love. So I feel like that is the thing for me. I don't want to be tolerated. I want to be loved even when I'm a hot mess express. And that is, that is tough to convey with words. I think you're right. Cause I, I believe what you're saying but I said it in the way that I said it. So, so I don't think, I don't think that I'm disagreeing with you at all. I, I will throw a quick anecdote here. When my son was preparing to get married and we got to go down and meet her parents and her father and I, who was also named David, were chit chatting about whatever, just to get to know each other. And he made a comment that he hoped that their relationship would be based on commitment and, you know, a loving commitment. I guess maybe that's the way I need to say that. He said, I hope that their relationship is built on a loving commitment and not just on emotional love because he was referring to his wife. He goes, that, that beautiful redhead in the other room, he goes, the love that comes from, from that relationship that I have with her is, is a byproduct of, the loving commitment that the two of us have. And I knew that my son who was raised with my philosophy and his daughter who was raised with his philosophy had a really good shot. And so they're coming up on 10 years. So that's, I got three grandkids and, uh, makes me kind of feel old, <laughs> but that's, that's the, that's the philosophy that I've, that I've preached to my son and my daughter. And, and again, because what I'm trying to get them through is the permission to, to accept the hard times that they aren't and that the relationship itself is not temporary or fleeting, that you're committed to the relationship and you do want to love them and make the best of it. We make a lot of permanent decisions in temporary situations. Mm. And I think that that's one of the things that, this subject has brought up is just the permission 
to sit in the yucky parts and not feel like you have to immediately decide, ooh, I'm going to stay married or, ooh, I'm going to get a divorce. Like, I, I think that we have to go there with that. That's where the commitment comes in. I love this person. I'm committed to this person. I don't like this person right now. <laughs> and, you know, that can be in business. That can be in personal. That can be in all kinds of, that can be in, you know, the, the lovey, dovey kind of relationships, friendships that can be in all kinds of circles. So permission to have relationships with humans is probably one of the best parts of this conversation to me is just the fact that I'm, I want to have real relationships. And when you have real relationships, it requires accepting the humanness in those. And we're not perfect. There's no one perfect. As a matter of fact, I'll just tell on myself quickly. And, you know, David, you can edit this out if you'd like. I'll just say that out loud. <laughs> you give but, me permission to edit this out, Kim? I give you permission to edit this out, David. But I think one of the things that I had to own up to was, you know, I've been in, in quite a few relationships where it was the fairy tale silliness. It was, why are you not perfect? I thought you were going to be perfect, not recognizing I sure wasn't perfect. So I always laugh and tell the funny story of the day that I figured out that I hadn't been kissing frogs my whole life. I had been the frog, but I had to work on me before I was fit for a relationship. And that stinks. That's hard. But that's the truth. The truth is we have to work on us to be able to have those relationships, be patient with other people, be patient with ourselves. Because I still think the relationship with us, you know, with our own self is very important to how we can have relationships with other people. You had to give yourself permission to realize that you're not perfect. And then you had to apply to that. And I want to follow this up. So don't, don't everybody stop listening. As soon as I say it, I'm not perfect and that's okay. Follow up. Now, what am I going to do about it? And I think when you're, a, when you're being a frog, cause I think we all can be a frog. <laughs> not me. No. <laughs> I think when you're being less Ribbit. than perfect, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're being less than perfect, I think the problem really and the underlying problem is, is we know we're not perfect. We're insecure about something and it comes up as that prideful place of, I can't be transparent. I can't let you know I'm not perfect because you won't love me anymore. And so there's like a whole mixture in there of emotions that go with being in relationships with humans, knowing that ahead of time, accepting the fact that it's, you know, not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to be the thing that we dream about as little kids. I think that is part of the permission to be in relationships and be messy. There is 100% likelihood that things are going to get messy in every single relationship. 
Kim, to your point, I think next episode, we want to talk about self-importance and how we feel about that, how we feel about uh, giving ourselves permission to not be the center of the world or to not be the center of somebody else's world. Figure out how that fits in. It's a spinoff of relationships, I think. But if you've got any thoughts about it out there, please, info at yourpermissiontowin.com is where you should send your thoughts. Let's get spicy. Oh, it will be spicy. (laughs) Trust me, this one's going to be spicy. Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm